When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. Heroes, this week we're continuing our Chubo's Marvelous Wish-Granting Engine adventure. And just to let everybody know, over on the Patreon, we're going to be posting two episodes of Chubo's Marvelous Wish-Granting Engine this week because there was an error with last week's posting. That's going up either this afternoon or tomorrow. Thank you so much for your patience. And with all that out of the way, let's get to the show. I, I I don't know if it's if it's appropriate, but I would love to award XP for that thought. That is wonderful. Cedric has uh, gained uh, emotion XP in the last fifteen minutes, so I won't give another one there. But I'm thinking I think that this counts as trying out something new in terms of like approaching someone that you're afraid of. So I will give you a quest XP for that. Um. I think you're right. I think that this is a very noteworthy moment, and I think he's sort of poking at it with a fork and knife what he's ordered, because it's like a hot dog with spaghetti and pesto on it, but also like unidentified sprinkles. (laughs) Good god. Oh my god. Chubo, are you just like wolfing that down like it is the most delicious thing you've ever had? Yeah. Chubo is so satisfied by this. Um, like takes a first bite and it's like a religious experience and Chubo like it, it's hot does the reverse blow on it like finishes chewing and just says the savory sprinkle he's getting so close now see this is internally I'm like see this is why Ma never has to worry about her cooking with Chubo she always gets anxious before he comes over about whether or not he's gonna like dinner and he eats this garbage heap every single time we come to this stand. There is nothing for her to worry about. And I say out loud, cool. I think I think Seji next to Leonardo can hear him mutter, this is below me. <laughs> I very slightly push the Chicago dog towards Leonardo. He's too proud to accept it. He turns away. <laughs> of course. Well, he's eating this, but like around every single sprinkle, he is like cutting individual bits of noodle out for himself and eating them like daintily. Uh, I am a growing boy. I suspect that there is at least one more. Well, maybe Seji doesn't suspect. Any adult beholding Seji eat in this moment would be like, oh, that kid has at least one more growth spurt ahead of him. Uh, I wolf mm-hmm. down my hot dog in like three bites and I think I order another one Leonardo kind of shudders and eats like a little bit more of his again around every mystery sprinkle like bits of bread 
bits of pasta, bits of meat that probably isn't actually meat, let's be real. There's The meat industry around here is not extensive, so this is probably honestly re- re- repurposed and flavored fish. Mm-hmm. And I think he's eating bites of that, and you can tell on his face that he's not very fond of the flavor, and eventually just pushes it away from him and says, as though he's achieved something, I have conquered this punishment readily. Wow. You know, Leonardo, the Chicago dog is pretty good. This Chicago dog you speak of. What benefit would it give me to eat something that smells delicious, that imposes no trial upon me? I mean, it's probably got a pretty high sodium content. And I think the the second one I ordered comes out and I say, here, I'll take the older one. You have this one. It's fresh. Again, he turns away and says, you don't, you don't need to do that. Oh, Um, too late. And I'm already halfway through the older one. Man, I guess you have to take the the newer now and now because, uh, you know, otherwise it'll just go to waste. I can't eat a, a third one of these. I absolutely could eat a third one of these. I think like. When we were friends, this is how Dulcinea and I, when I knew Leonardo as Dulcinea, were both very shy. But, like, every now and then, like, I would be able to, like, get through to her. And I think it was from actually, in some ways, this is me mimicking my older brother. Like, Laudimus has this very casual way about him. And, like, if I'm not careful, sometimes I slip into acting like him as though I'm trying it on. Kind of like I'm I'm going to the store and trying on a suit. Um mm. And even when we were kids, I would do that a little bit. But, like, it did bring Leonardo out of his shell when we were kids. And, and I think without meaning to, I am slipping into the old pattern. Um, I think you remember him saying a very long time ago, Cut it out. You know I can't eat this much. I won't just go to waste. And now he's saying, I, I don't deserve this under his breath and he takes a bite and he can't help himself he takes two more again kind of gingerly he still eats like a hummingbird but like is at least continuing at a bit of a steady pace now i need to know everything about well about about i guess being rivals (laughs) i feel like i'm not doing it right your attempts are hideous in every field except engineering god yeah you seem so good at this it just comes out of you like a fountain seja you can see yeah it's not very subtle only chubo would miss a nervous tick like that but miss it you do i am sure Chubo. (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're so like (sighs) (sighs) like of course i Tried to think about it for so long and couldn't figure it out. And like, of course, you cracked the code. This is it. This is perfect. But like, it's in front of me and I don't understand it. Oh. Eventually, we'll come to a battle of wits or a battle of skill. And I will show you exactly how much I have grown in terms of my knowledge. That day... You, Chuba, will finally have met your match. And you're it? Yes. Wow. I... I should be going. The hornbills are 
probably getting no 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 we just started being rivals i just found you come on maybe a touch longer but only for observation purposes yes no of course yeah there's so much you you gotta i turn to the food stall vendor and say could we get three shaved ices uh and i think like part of why i want to hang out like just a little longer is i am working up the nerve to um to ask something while sounding very casual about it and i think internally i'm thinking okay say it say it naturally say it naturally say it naturally just be normal (laughs) just say it normally the way anyone would ask this very normal totally mundane question and i turn to leonardo and i say so when you say you get readings off of me or can track spirits following me is that like a normal science thing to do that you would get off of normal people hmm no 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 you're special no i'm not of course she's special i am not special at all i am uh Yes, you are! I am on the brink of visibly sweating at this point. You're the most special thing in the world! I'm super normal, Chibo. Uh, very boring. <laughs> you are most certainly not super normal. Do we have to talk about this now? Uh. You're the one who brought well, it up. I just wanted to know, like, how you're doing that. Is that a thing that most people can do? Is this, like, a cool mm, secret? Of that course just... not, of course not. I was educated in the fine art of nightmare science and i think that from there he opens his cloak and there is a live bird in there it's small maybe wren sized but it hops up onto his shoulder and instead of a face it has a camera lens and an audio device oh what one of several familiars of this sort, able to detect unusual amounts of activity relating to the outside. Shut the front door. Is that real? Is that a real animal? What did you do to it? Why is its face like that? He smirks and flourishes, and I think it lands cleanly on top of his head, and he says, One of several artificial familiars. Don't worry, its material wasn't taken from any living being. It was engineered in a lab. Yeah, there's absolutely no way Nardo would hurt something. Yeah, Um, that's definitely the preferable alternative, is a creature that is alive that you engineered from scratch in a lab. Absolutely. I'm glad you see my point. So uh, Chubo is like trying to get it to hop up on his finger, um, uh, so he can get a closer look at it. God, that is I think as Leonardo is monologuing at Seji, like the the like camera bird very easily like hops up on your hand as soon as you offer it, and like starts. It's the aperture of its lens is sort of closing and opening as though it's blinking at you, and. It cocks its head slightly, and it makes a little mechanical cheer-up at you. And at the same time, Leonardo is talking about the specifics of his ratings, how he has gauges and calipers capable of reading the amount of outside dust and on reality that is collected in a single region or building and how, how do I give it a treat Leonardo very 
slowly reaches back into his coat and gives you a small pouch of birdseed and like just kind of drops it unceremoniously into your hand. I think it's all like sunflower and flax seeds. Oh, it eats yeah. birdseed like a normal bird? Jubo takes out like a sunflower seed and like holds it in front of the familiar uh, at, like really close to his face so that he can watch what happens. I think a tongue unfolds from the aperture to swipe no the, the seed out of his hand. Oh my god. Like a fucking chameleon. <laughs> a fucking proboscis. Jesus yeah. Christ. Seji does not say any of that, obviously. This this is just me uh, processing this horror show. This adorable, cheaping little horror. Uh, I think... Uh, I am distracted for a moment by the tongue, um, just unfurling and scooping the seed up. Uh. And this is my theory, Seji Schwan, as to the idea that you have been unlawfully tampering with outside dust. What? No, I haven't. But the readings, the inside of your house, it says it's absolutely caked with the stuff, and yet no obvious sign from the outside. No? It should be enough to poison anyone, but... I mean, my mom makes me wear gloves when we clean it, just like anybody else. But it's greater than that at the shrines, which collects such... You can't tell me you haven't... What if you're secretly doppelganger? Or... Uh... What? No, I'm... There, I'm uh real and normal. There is nothing unusual about me, Leonor. I, I, I mean, I don't know what any of this has to do with me, a middling student at our local high school, who works at my family's funeral home. I just am a kid like you or Chubo. There is really, 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 really nothing unusual about me. Your readings must you be you fool. I know you get straight A's. Well, okay, you don't have to say it that loud or anything. It it just, you know, I don't mean to. Says you, you're not going to be able to get anything past uh, Nardo here. Like Nardo, he's smart as a whip. <laughs> Do not call me. I did not authorize the use of nicknames. But 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 you're we're rivals, right? Correct. That bugs you. Of course not. Okay, well, I guess if it doesn't... To have a name specifically bestowed upon me by a rival is only appropriate. You are correct. And that name, just to check, just checking, that name is Nardo? How else would you shorten Leonardo? I mean, Leo is right... Experience! You get an experience point. (laughs) Wait, who are you talking to? Um, James? Yeah. <laughs> Help. Yes. yes. I'm dying. Oh my god. Uh, I think Seji manages, I mean, Leo is right there. But that's not his sign. Can that change? Are you talking about the Zodiac? Yeah. I, I didn't bring up Leo's, to to be fair. So... That's not on me. I think I am, like, a, internally, like, a million miles away. I, I've i snagged on the thing that Leonardo said about the outside dust, like, why he's getting such big readings. I keep trying to reassure myself 
it's just because his equipment is malfunctioning. Look at that bird. Look at that weird little bird. Just because he can make stuff doesn't mean it works right, right? This is a bird with an aperture for a face, but it still eats bird seed with a tongue that looks like a fruit roll-up? Like, no, there is no way that that's right. Well, well, wait, wait, wait a minute. I mean, outside dust is dangerous, and Nardo's really smart. Like, if it's in your house, we should figure out where it is, right? I look at you for a moment. I didn't say any of that out loud, and this is like we were having a whispered conversation, and you just busted out at top volume in the middle of a class, and I am now visibly sweating. Uh, and I think I am um, looking nervously at Leonardo when you say all of that, Chubo, to see how he's going to react. Perhaps there was a malfunction in my equipment. Perhaps I need to get the readings checked once more. But next time we meet, hmm, no, it shan't be so easy. Wait, are you sneaking into my house to get the readings, or are you just doing it from outside? From outside, obviously. Breaking and entering could get me fined more than I already have been. Oh, right. You seem really inconsistently concerned about the law. I was literally at this, I think at the same time, (laughs) Seji says, oh, right, because the legality of a fine is really pressing in in your practice and your work. Uh, and I think I, I turn to you, Leonardo, and I say, you know, you can just come inside during, like, I mean, not during, like, a service service, but the funeral home is open to the public. Uh, there are visiting hours, there are hours to look at the viewing room. I had assumed myself banished from such a place. Banish it. Banished. Ban- no, I'm pretty sure my parents didn't banish you. Uh, you can just come over. You could come over uh, tomorrow when Chubo comes over. He has dinner at my place all the time. Yeah. You could come too. Yes. Very well. I will inspect the property thoroughly. And I will not delight in such puerile activities you still entertain yourself with after all you all these years now you think that but seji's mom is a heck of a cook so you will probably delight in such activities yeah she's making chicken pot pie tomorrow yes you you see him twitch again seji just (laughs) the pie will also be inspected (laughs) i i think Uh uh-huh you first oh i was gonna say um this is like the scariest thing I've ever done, inviting Leonardo with everything he knows and is implying that he knows into my own home. It feels like I'm inviting a vampire over the threshold, but I want to look at his equipment. I want to see what the hell he's talking about. These Basically, I want to see if he's full of shit or not. Um, and I am just hoping against hope that he is, because the alternative is too nerve wracking to contemplate. I think we can end the scene there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. Excellent job. That is another whole score of goals done for you guys. Fuck um, yeah. Uh, Chubo, you uh, reassured someone when they were feeling anxious more than once that scene. So take uh, one XP for that. Yes. Um, you tried something new, Seji. Um, experience for that. You also got hide the evidence. Um, and I think I can count this towards 
precious memories as well, Jubo. Mm. Oh wait, so I actually already put the uh, the trying something new Undertaker undertakings at one, but I did have a question, Victor, yeah, which was for scene one when um, I was wondering should I mark one XP for that scene for attending to the wishes of the dead or the living making me feel tired because that ghost for sure made me feel tired. <laughs> Absolutely, I was going to ask you to mark uh, to talk about what it means to be real conscious or alive but you did that too yeah. so congratulations okay, cool. so i'm at two for both undertaking undertaker undertakings and hide the evidence um, congratulations right. Ooh, uh, and i will mark that on my sheet as well look at me actually taking care of my own xp now that i understand how it works and can track it <laughs> i I love being in the position of feeling like exactly as much of a himbo as my character is. So, oh, God. Um, I mean, if I could, I this is why it intimidates me to play characters who are really like book smart and organized because I am neither of these things. Well, I'm not organized at all. And that more than makes <laughs> up for the first thing. So it's hard, uh, for example, to play a character like Leonardo. My kudos to you, Victor, uh, for the aplomb with which you are pulling it off. Oh, gee, I thanks. adore Leonardo, so absolutely. Gian draws a, a lot of art of him, so... Yeah, he is a perfect little clown, and I love him. Hey Heroes, it's James, your Game Master, and welcome to the mid-roll! Heroes, One Shot is going to be returning to Gen Con this year, and we have so many lovely panels starring one-shot personalities, including Skyjacks Live. Be sure to check the link in our show notes for all of the events that we're doing. Our events have sold out in the past, they can sell out this year, so if you want to attend one of our events, sign up for tickets as soon as possible. Space is limited. And if you are going to attend a one-shot event, please wear a mask. It's courteous to us, the performers, the convention staff, your fellow attendees, and of course, yourself. As always, a huge thank you to everyone who supports us on Patreon. This show and so many other wonderful shows here on the One-Shot Network wouldn't be possible without your support. This week, we are uploading two episodes of Chubo's Marvelous Wish-Granting Engine because we had a little bit of a technical hiccup last week. Those will be going up later today or tomorrow. Thanks for your patience. Now then, a quick word from our sponsor. And with all that out of the way, let's get back to the show. It's a new chapter. So, first of all, refresh all of your willpower completely if you've spent any that returns to your maximum of eight and no if you and if you've spent any mp recover it by one okay i'm going to note it on your character sheets later but you've both earned a point in the calling issue oh okay cool that's a little mini storyline that you're follow that you're both following, and I think that it represents that you're getting a bit closer to your desires. That there's something here that either you've lost or you're building towards that you want to make or recapture, and you're still kind of figuring out what that is. But 
it's there, and it's going to make some of your latent abilities much stronger next session. So look forward to that. Very good. So is that All like right. XP where we add like plus one to it, or is it more just we note it down for our role playing? Um, I'll note it down for now. We'll okay. talk more about it at the end of session Perfect. or the beginning of next session. Perfect. Cool. But for now, um, total up this past chapter's experience. Um, you both get two experience to put wherever you'd like in any of your quests. Cool. Um, I think I am going to, you know, I'm going to add both of my XP to hide the evidence because that brings me to just one away from completing that quest, so. And you, James, can add on top of the two to anywhere um, an additional three on top of that. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. You can divide that however you'd like among your two quests. This is interesting because I could finish off Precious Memories. Yeah, that would be interesting. So, oh, yeah. If you want to finish one off, like, why not? Also, uh, the shared action and shared reaction XP. Can you remind me, just refresh my memory, what happens with that? Um, I already gave it to you when I said, like, everyone gets two. Right. Um, oh, okay. Got it. Got it. So that's not with the emotion XP in mind. Is that right? Yeah. Those are separate. Right. Okay. Um, so I put both of my shared action and shared reaction to hide the evidence. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yes. So are you going to finish out Precious Memories? Let's see here. Yeah, I think so. All right. In that case, you get a recharge token. I've no ooh, I've ooh. noted it as a little pink uh shape. And you can either hold on to that and at any point in the future you can use it to regain all of your willpower and miraculous power at once mid-scene in case you're running low or if you spend it now you can add another phrase to your wishing map and have that influence like how the wish granting engines like power will grow and that's by soliciting another phrase from either yourself seji or some npc that you've met interesting um i am there's part of me that is tempted to put it in uh the wishing map um because i think having the mechanical ability to refresh the resources that we have to spend time tracking uh tempts me away from having to learn the game um so i think i think i'll i'll lean away from that instinct and I don't know what the wishing map does yet, but I do like the idea of making it more complex. And it seems uh, it seems like Leonardo is a character who's important enough that I should have a phrase on the wishing map from Leonardo. So, OK, then, yes, um, you do get a phrase from him. And that phrase is... One moment. Let me look something up real quick. There's a recommended one for him that I think is quite good. He thinks that you're secretly everything he wishes he could be. Oh, wow. Damn, mortifying. Mortifying for him, truly. Anytime someone brings up rivals, uh, I can't help but think of the Kate Beaton comic about the pirate. Yes, the, the that's exactly captain. what you should be picturing. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> yes, um, yes, yes. There's this very funny mechanic for him if you're uh, playing him 
where he has a very meaty, like, plus two connection skill to Chuvo, but only if it's in the realm of plausible deniability. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Jenna's very good at idiosyncratic mechanics, and I love stuff like that to pieces. I love when it's used very well for characterization. Yeah, I, I've i been thinking a lot about the way that Jenna uses her mechanics in order to tell you things about both the character and their narrative arcs quite a lot lately. It's one of the joys of like a pre-written or pre-generated character that I think this game is able to do with mechanics what shows do with like close-ups and camera angles, you know? Um, yeah. And I really like that. And it is making me think about the, you know, the last half a year or so I have been like sort of almost guiltily playing with writing modules for my games, including games that have Cortex that aren't finished yet or ones where I'm like, I didn't really think this could work with pregens, but I can't help it. I mean, I think I'm just enjoying writing characters that I invent in worlds that I enjoy inventing. Like, you know, a lot of my games are built on the principle of how I started playing role-playing games, which was you come at this whole cloth, like you just invent things. Like my very first tabletop was Dread. And then from there it was Apocalypse World and Monster Hearts and like just got more indie and more weird. And so to come to something like this, that certainly is both indie and weird, but has like such predefined story that nonetheless is a completely open playground for you. Um, it's making me feel more licensed to be a writer about my games, which is where my instinct tends to go. And I feel like I've been fighting that instinct a lot in the name of game design. And now I just don't have to. It's been a real gift to think about and play around with. So, you know, the modules I'm making for my own stuff, I'm excited to share them with you down the line, James. I think you'll I think you'll enjoy them. I, I can't wait. I can't wait. And the, the, this this uh, experience, this game is fascinating, especially with the way that you two talk about it as people who understand the game but more than that understand the characters um like there's something a little bit theater about the way that that yes. you're discussing these characters uh and that's a fascinating thing to get from a role-playing game this is one of the reasons why i wanted you specifically to play this game so much because i know that you also have a gift for this and like an, an instinct to turn towards characters as though they are real like our imaginary worlds are very very deeply and fully realized you know and like i can hear it in skyjacks and the other like things that you invent wholesale mm -hmm. but like even when you are running games that exist in other systems like it, they feel very tangible it's yeah great. i i the chubo is exactly the sort of character that that i love to be um so this is this is just catnip it's 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 wonderful to roll around in this uh yeah exactly and exactly you guys are doing a great job like these totals are already like way over what I was expecting from like a first timer. So you're just like taking to this like a fish to water, I promise. Let's keep going. It's a new week. Leonardo did not go to your house, Seshi. You got a note from him saying that he had business elsewhere to take care of. But there is a weirdly apologetic sound to it, like, he wants a rain date. 
I, I really, I want, I do want to emphasize, um, it, like, because I think that is a moment, right? Like us, us getting that flash of, um, uh, opening that letter or whatnot, because Chubo is there, like excited to have the three of them together. Um, and I think Chubo is more disappointed by the letter than, uh, than he is letting on. And Seji can easily feel that, um. But something key, Chubo doesn't so much like take liberties uh, uh, with Seji's space, like, but it treats Seji's room as though it is like their room to a certain extent. And I think the picture of, of the three of them as kids has been like tucked somewhere and I, I know you describe this room as very spare but I, I do want to point out that like Chubo has tucked it somewhere as a decorative element and most importantly I think now um, uh, in that photo it is Leonardo like definitely Leonardo in the photo um, where it was it was it was not it was Dulcinea before and I you know I want to add to that that as an open question to myself and and for Seji for himself, I wonder how much it bothers me that you feel entitled to my room, like to decorate it, to leave little touches on it. Like it's nothing I've ever brought up before. And I don't, I know that you don't mean to like impose, but my room is not actually spare. It's just really tidy and organized. I have a lot of my own belongings and things and like, each one of them is associated with a memory. And regardless of how well-grounded uh, or legitimate those memories feel in the small hours of the morning when I wake up in the middle of the night and start asking questions, right? But like, nonetheless, it is my space where I put things and I have a system. And I think like, this is a thing that I wonder every time you do something to my room, but I never if change I can, it. If I can cut in, mm -hmm. I don't think Chubo's house is the usual hangout spot. I think that Despite everything, you've only been over it. You could count the times on one hand. Yeah. And I, I want to say every time we've made a wish. That is, that is the only times that we like have gone to my place is to do that. Or, or those are the only times that I have invited. Um, uh, there might have been other like practical times, um, but Chubo whether Seji has put it together or not does not like to hang out there um and like when he's around you he likes to have fun so we're not at home and i think that is something that i pick up on and you've never told me why like not even once and i think like because of that also every time you do change something about my room i feel pressure not to change it back so in many ways wow. your hand on my room is more permanent than my own changes. When I rearrange things oh. or come up with new systems, my stuff for me can be in flux. But every time you've like tacked something onto my wall or like rearranged the order of my bookcase, I keep it both because there is a part of me that likes it, I guess. But also I know that I suspect and fear that it would hurt your feelings if I change it. So there is a little undercurrent of that that just... It's like a pebble in my shoe every time. Wow. Um, wow. Man. So now I and am yeah, looking at that photo. Of course we don't know what would have happened if you changed something. Because yes. 
Yeah. To, we've literally never found out. Exactly. Um, and I am looking great. at that photo. I think, like, I can see that photo from when I go to, like, the angle is, like, when I lie down to sleep, I would have to reverse the order. Like, I would have to lie with my head at the foot of my bed instead of my headboard in, in, in order to not see that photo. So it is now the first thing I see in the morning and the last thing I see when I go to bed because you didn't think about that when you put it in that corner of the mirror. I think a note about the photo now is that now that it's more clearly a young Leonardo and he's taken away his hand from his face, it makes eye contact with you every time that you're looking at it. Uh. Whoa. <laughs> cool. So I love it even more, clearly. Um, Woof. Um, you know what? Can I add one more detail to that? While that photo is faded, I think the clarity of his eyes is crystal clear. Like, it looks like it is just him looking at me just in terms of the eye color and uh, perspective. Absolutely. Everything else about it is completely faded. Oh my gosh. That raises... So many questions. Oh, I love that. Um, and I think from there, the most interesting thing that starts the next week is when you are out. So she, when's the when's like the least convenient time to get a buzz on your pager? Oh man, there's a mundane answer and there's a mundane but like higher stakes answer. The first is laundry day and the second is first call. And for reference for listeners, when I say first call, what I mean is like the first call that someone makes to a mortician to collect a, a deceased oh. person. Um, either one of those. And I'm going to leave the choice to you, Victor. I think it's laundry day and you get a ping from your mom. Yeah, because it's laundry day, I think my normal clothes are in the washer and I am wearing slightly fancier clothes that were cleaned a while ago, but have been in like my drawers. Um, and so like I am wearing it's still summer, right? It's still pretty hot. Yeah, it's still like if last scene was like late June, it's now like early July. July. I think I'm wearing a white linen button down, like long sleeve shirt that I have rolled up to my elbows because it is linen, it's breathable, it's a hot weather textile, but it's hot. I want to be wearing my t-shirt, but my t-shirt is currently soaking wet in the washer going round and round. And similarly, I'm also wearing khaki slacks. They're both clean, but like rumpled uh, with visible creases um, because uh, I had to throw them on, haven't had time to iron. And then in order to make up for it, I'm wearing like leather sandals that I think I got, that my, my dad got uh, at one of the you know vendor stalls in... Not Horizon, but Fortitude when he saw that my regular ones were falling apart and didn't were too small for me now. And so, like, uh -huh. I am feeling, like, a little too put together. I am not someone who generally makes an effort to be put together. Um, and I look at my pager in a state of, like, slightly higher baseline anxiety than normal just because of the discomfort of an outfit that I am not used to and is not my choice but like because it's laundry day you kind of got it we've all had this feeling of like wearing something a little too formal because we have to clean our quote-unquote normal clothes right and it's in that state mm -hmm. that i see whatever is on the pager on your pager the first word reads swamped oh no i think uh 
I, you know, I am about to reveal my age. I have never actually used a pager before. The tech kind of predates me in terms of like tech I would use. So I don't know how you text people on a pager. <laughs> so just this is something I neglected to look up. So the pager, the pager uh, essentially is a one way communication tool in that Somebody can send you a message on the pager um, uh, that would give you a little bit of an idea of the nature of why they need you. Like most people, I mean, most pagers that I was familiar with would just tell you the number of the person who called you. Got um, it. However, Got it. like if, if you get, uh, I, I do think medical pagers and whatnot can do simple messages. And basically yeah. the idea is you would either go to the place where you are needed or you would call the number that paged you. Besides the word swamped, it has an address listed for you. Oh, okay. Uh, do I recognize that address when I see it? Not really. Um, this is, um, I think, Brooklet Way, up by the cliffside. Oh, okay. And, like, you've been that way before, but, like, you don't remember, like, the order of buildings. Um, this is out in Fortitude, not Horizon. Oh, so it's a bit of a ways away. Uh, can you tell me, I've been to those cliff sites before, I think because I've gone bird watching there. What kind of birds uh, live there, just out of curiosity? The most gorgeous herons you've ever seen. Are they, by our standards, an unusual color? Yeah. The tips of their wings are pink. They're kind a Fortitude of... 10. <laughs> um, I think uh, the inconvenience of this request is battled with like, oh, I could mark that off on my field guide ID. Uh, and um, right then the washer dings uh, and I transfer stuff over to the dryer. Um, I think because I am doing laundry, not just for myself, but for my whole household, I brought uh, the vehicle that I have keys to. We have a family hearse. We have to in order to pick people up. Uh, unfortunately, I think it is also maybe the only car we have because cars are not that standard in Fortitude or Horizon is my understanding. Um, yeah. And, you know, gas is very expensive, much like us getting electricity being sort of unusual that far out. Having a car is also unusual, but nonetheless, I've got it with me so I could very easily, once my laundry's done in the dryer, just drive right over to this address. Um and I think I put it on the speedier cycle because of it. Not remembering that if I do that, some of those clothes are going to shrink. Primarily my clothes. Oh. My clothes are going oh. to shrink. Um, I think at the same time, Chubo, you've gotten a letter in your mailbox. Okay. Um, could you, uh, Victor, tell me a little bit about Chubo's place of residence? Um and here's here's actually a, a bigger question about Chubo. Does Chubo have parents? I am making a like so so <laughs> sign with my hand saying to all outside observers, it appears as though Chubo lives in a family home with two parents and maybe a sibling. Everything is generally always taken care of. It seems there's always enough groceries in the fridge. Mm -hmm. The laundry isn't always done because that's one of Chubo's chores, of course. Um, the cooking isn't always done because he's learned to do a lot of that, too. But this place feels very lived in. And more than anything else, it feels unremarkable. There are a bunch of family portraits around that you probably shouldn't look too hard at or you'll realize that they're all 
empty. Um, Chiba does not talk about family that much, and it is because he does not have one, and the house is too large and too empty for one person to be living by themselves. And the one part that he probably takes solace in, besides his rather comfortable bedroom, is the spacious basement in which the wish-granting engine is kept. I'm gonna say um, that I don't think there's any part of the house that Chubo takes comfort in. Even, no. even the basement, even around the engine. I think we come, we 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 find Chubo. Um, Chubo is on the roof of the house. I think from his bedroom, uh, he can open the window and get out onto the roof, and it's like long enough and flat enough that he can sort of sit on top of it, uh, lay lay back on top of it, um, and he's just sort of waiting and like his expression is is very much unlike the expression that we would see with him when he's around seji um uh my spouse likes to describe me saying that i have resting worried face and mm-hmm. i think i think chubo has has a similar quality uh but but the uh i guess does the person who delivers the mail are they do they have like a mail truck or are they walking with like a cart or um I think that they're walking with a cart uh this part of town. Yeah. Yeah, seeing um like uh the mail carrier come down the road like walking with the cart uh Chubo will like sit up like snap out of that and give a big wave uh to the mail person. Mm-hmm. Um, and begin like making his way down the house. Um, you know, he like every time will assess, okay, what are my ways down? Um, and look around and like, there's no way that you could climb down from the roof. He does have to go back through his room, but he is trying to avoid it every time. Um, but he'll make his way through the house. And I don't think we see him navigate the inside of the house. Uh, uh, and he'll pop out the front door. I also want to point out that there is a storm cellar um, that this place has. So uh, mm. there, the way that you would access the basement is not through the house itself. Oh, fascinating. Interesting. I like that. Um, the male person's name, uh, you're familiar enough with them by now, is Luca. And he gives you, like, a big wave saying, Chubo Residence, and, like, is holding out a card in a red envelope. Luca! You got mail! I could not be more excited. You came at the perfect time. Uh Uh-huh. Because I just finished baking some cookies. Oh, do I get a tip today? I don't know. Let's see. Not a bill. Uh, so he'll, like, open up the plastic baggie of cookies. Take your pick! Uh, Luca, like, Luca's hand skims over it and eventually takes, like, a jam-filled one and takes a bite of it and says, Mmm, there's good currency. (laughs) 
kid, you really gotta give this whole baking thing a real shot when you're older. You're getting better every time. <sighs> I do want to use one of these things. And I think it's effective daydreamer. I know that we say uh, daydreams become visible over time. Um, but I think what happens in this moment is like within the mind palace of Chubo, like the, the idea seed of, of like taking a real shot at baking, um, like spirals around and like starts to, to spin out. And suddenly the world around Luca and Chubo, it is thick with the smell of freshly baked goods. There is cinnamon. There is bread. There is this generally warm and golden feel to the place. Just as suddenly as like that comes on and like maybe there is a, a little bit of like a, a, a sparkle of, of a smile like hinting at Chubo's mouth, like it falls in like distress um as the very idea like it wasn't take a real shot at baking because chubo is pretty good at picturing that he pictures himself in a bakery rolling out dough putting buns in an oven taking them out arranging them in a case but he's picturing 15 year old chubo and when the other part of that sentence when you're older hits the dream falls apart. It, it's like touching a stove that is too hot. He recoils from it so quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Sure. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Enjoy your mail, kiddo. Uh, Chubo does the most awkward, like, salute <laughs> wave with yeah. the letter. It's like the. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know why you started doing it. Maybe if you do it harder, it'll make it better. No, that's way worse, but we're in the middle of it now. <laughs> you get you get the uh, goddamn it, Chivo experience point. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I think he just sort of like awkwardly half smiles and then walks off and leaves you with the envelope alone again. Yeah, Chubo does like this... Uh, dramatic fall into the grass um and holds the letter out in front of him who who, who is this from and this what does from, the letter look like this is from someone that you've never met before um the letter is i mean the envelope is fascinating it's decorated with what might be glitter glue and it has like several like sequins and rhinestones and like fake flowers attached to it and in gel pen it is written the return address is Rinley Kichi and um it's the same brooklet way as Seji is now headed awesome um well i guess chubo does have to open it to know what's inside the letter i think the letter starts with Hello, from a friend that you've never met before. That's my favorite kind. Well, second favorite. I already know that 
your best friend is coming out to visit me today. On work-related reasons, but I need you there too. This is gonna sound crazy, but I'd really like it if you both showed up at the same time today. A little bit afternoon, maybe? Look forward to meeting you. Chubo, like, pulls the letter down from his face and looks up and goes, I think I'm friends with a murderer? <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, and Chubo, like, runs for the bike and uh, starts pedaling. And I think that you both show up on bike and on hearse due to, like, the time differentials of where you live at around the same time. Along Russet well, Way, I'm going to point out that probably the hearse should have arrived there first, but like mm -hmm. I picture this place as like kind of mountainous. And if you take a direct path because you're not used to damage, um, it's pr it can be pretty quick to head down. Also, oh, nice. like as if Seji <laughs> did not get lost. Seji gets <laughs> lost in the market that he has been shopping for produce at since he was like seven years old, like. 1000% got lost on the way. So I am not surprised at all that you both pull up at the same time. <laughs> or that we both pull up at the same time, rather. On the cliffs along Brooklet Way is the ad is the address to which you have both been called, which is the Kishi the Kichi Shrine Family Compound and Temple. This is a conserved area that has a whole park attached to it. And along the cliffside, when you are, like, asked to go slightly past the residence, actually, um, up several more hills, you find yourself arriving at the address of the sacred ponds of the Kichi Shrine. They're covered in, again, those beautiful pink herons that are like congregating with one another in large flocks and occasionally preening occasionally one flies away and another one alights down a bunch of swans ducks other various waterfowl are sort of like along the banks and the water is mirror like and pristine reflecting the high sun but outside of the pools near the smaller miniature temple there, there's a hubbub going on. People are arguing with one another. And you can see on the far side there's been a sheet draped over a figure that you can only assume Seji is a dead body. And a bit apart from the arguing group is a kid who's about your age, who is kind of trying to pull their hat over their eyes a little bit. And as soon as Chubo arrives, I think, they, like, perk up completely, like, once they notice him coming and go, You got here! You got here on time! We don't have much time to lose. Um, I need you to be here as support for your friend. Otherwise, they're gonna mess stuff up. Impossible. Uh, hi, Chubo. Were we supposed to come here at the same time? Yes, the person in front of you answers. Ooh. Okay, well, I'm here to pick up the deceased. Uh, no, wait, you can't do that yet. 
you've got to convince my family that it's okay to first. They're fighting. Oh, I see. This is not the first time I've heard something like that from someone who's called the funeral home. And I say, um, all right, yeah, where where are they? I can talk to them. Chubo, you might want to hang back. This can get kind no, of tense sometimes. No. Chubo, you got to go with them. What? Ooh. Look, we're friends, so I'm going to trust you, but... And Chubo, like, looks around um, and, like, looks at Seji and, like, winces a little bit, looks looks back to this new person and goes, look, you got to tell me if you're a murderer, okay? Because, like, I don't think I can handle that. No, um, no, no, no. What? No. no murders. I am not a murderer. I don't do murders. Okay, thank goodness. That doesn't make any sense, though. The history of role-playing games is weird and wild, and we here at System Mastery are determined to look through it all. Every heartbreaker that drove a man to bankruptcy to see his vision of D&D with really specific armor maintenance rules come to fruition. Every game where you get increasingly certain as you read it that this is all just one person's weird fetish. Every system that painstakingly recreates how medieval life was really like, and then also you can cast Fireball. The System Mastery podcast wallows in the filth of RPG history. Come! Join us in the muck at System Mastery. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network in association with Paracosm Press.
Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.